If you find the real estate market stressful, confusing, and complicated, then you've come to the right place. Stay tuned as Randy and his expert guests dispel the myths and give you a dose of reality. It's Real Estate Revealed. And here's your host, Chicagoland's premier home appraiser, Randy Barcella. Very enthusiastic and exciting. Welcome to Real Estate Revealed, and I am Randy Barcella. It is always a joy for me to be with you every Sunday morning. I am happy that you tuned in. Today's special show, Unpacking Commercial Financing for Owner-Occupied Commercial Real Estate. Wow, that's a mouthful. And to educate us, as he always does, is the president and owner of Commercial Lending X. Yeah, that's Brad Hedick. Also, the top reasons why you should do an annual mortgage checkup. I love this. And in studio is the premier mortgage loan consultant from the Loan Depot. Yeah, that's Pat Canone. Also, how to get ready for the appraisal of your home. You don't always do this and not, I don't know anybody that's taught you how to do this, but me, Randy Barcella, I'm going to share you with, with you my checklist. Easy to follow. How to get ready for the appraisal of your home. And um, wow, we do have a packed house this morning with a lot of valuable information. So get a paper and pencil ready. And um, happy New Year's, everybody. Wow, I can't believe it's a couple days after New Year's Eve and it's already 2022. Wow. Brad Hedick, good morning, my friend. Good morning and happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, happy New Year. Unpacking commercial financing for owner occupied commercial real estate. That's a mouthful, my friend. <laughs> it is maybe a little bit long of a topic line for today, but um, as we get into the new year here, I just thought it would make sense to discuss some of the options that are available for owner-occupied commercial properties. And when we talk about owner-occupied commercial properties, we are talking about a property where the business occupies a certain portion of the space. Uh, most banks and lenders prefer the amount that the business occupy to be 50% or more. Um, the SBA requires it to be over 50%. Um, that's a small business administration loan product. But it's uh, properties where uh, a business owner has their business in it, um, whether it's industrial, office, retail, or could be some sort of special use property like hey, a hotel, Brad, gas station, bowling alley. I did a three-unit apartment building this past summer, and it's like a brownstone. Or no, uh, yeah, brownstone, three stories in the city. And the first level unit, three-quarters of the first floor was a beauty shop, a hair salon. And then the second floor, it was rented out to tenants. Third floor rented out to tenants. And so, uh, yeah, I see that. Well, and that's a great example and brings me into one of the items I was going to discuss today. As a general rule, owner-occupied properties are, are identified commercial properties. But it can also be a mixed-use property where maybe the business owner occupies the first floor with their business. And then there's an apartment or two or three above. Some lenders will get more aggressive on their financing for owner-occupied properties where that's the case. Um, the SBA loan products can be utilized as well. But the only catch with the SBA loan products is that the space used by the business has to be at least 50% of the entire space in the mixed-use building. So if you have a four-floor building with four apartments and the first floor is retail and owner-occupied and all the floors are equal in size, then you won't qualify for SBA financing because you only have 25% of the space. Oh, interesting. But, but if the first floor is larger, 
um, or the first floor, maybe with basement that's going to be used by the business or a garage that's used by the business is more of the overall space than will be used residential or for other purposes, then the entire building will qualify for SBA financing. And the advantages of SBA financing is you can get away with as little as 10% down um, if your business will be owner occupying the property. And, and that's huge for a lot of business owners who don't want to end up with significant capital tied into their property. So kind of the standard financing that most banks offer for owner occupied commercial properties is anywhere from 25, excuse me, 75 to 80% financing. So the borrower would have to put down 20 to 25%. With the small business administration loan programs, we can again finance up to 90% of the cost to acquire. Um, with as little as 10% down. And in a rare circumstance using the SBA 7A program, we can sometimes even finance 100%. And I can see, Brad, that residential zoning up to four-unit apartment buildings is different than commercial uh, underwriting rules. I'm learning something from you all the time. Yeah, yeah. So if you have a mixed-use building and the business owner lives in a unit upstairs um, and then operates their business from it, unfortunately, the space that they live in doesn't qualify for the owner-occupied business space. Sure. So it would have to actually be the business occupying 50% or more of the overall space in the building. But, you know, the reason why it's such a great time to look at owner-occupied properties um, to consider buying one if you have a business and you need to lock down long-term space, uh, consider building one, um, buying land and potentially building a building, is because you, as a business owner, it's a great way to filter cash flow back through to yourself. So your business ends up paying rent. Um, you can pay rent through. On top of that, you're amortizing the debt over time, so you're building equity in the building. Whereas if you rent somewhere else, your rent payments are going to help that owner build his equity in the building. Um, you also get to write off the interest expense and everything else. You get depreciation on the building. So it could be a really good investment for a business owner who is looking to expand or is just looking to control the space that they're in. Hey, Brad. And I, I see a lot. Go ahead. How common is it to have commercial buildings owner-occupied? It's more common than you would think. Right. Um, very common with industrial. Um, sometimes with retail, we see it a lot with office buildings, especially office condos that will be owned or occupied by a business. So a lot of business owners like to control the space that they're in, especially if it's space they think they'll be in long term. And oftentimes it's cheaper than paying rent. At the end of the day, we do a lot of analysis for people and show them what they'd be paying and how much equity they'd be building and the benefits of some of the tax write-offs they get. And at the end of the day, they end up saving quite a bit of money by owning versus continuing to lease. Interesting. I know if I own a big warehouse or commercial or industrial place, that's just me. I want to go home. I don't want to live up there, but it's a good way, like you said, economically and with tax advantages. Yeah, I mean, some business owners would prefer just to lease. If you've got a quickly growing building, a business, it may not make sense to buy a building that you're going to grow out of in the next couple of years. But if you have a business that has grown or you can buy that next facility rather than lease, 
Or some people like to build a facility that's unique to their business that, you know, will maximize productivity or buy a building and then turn around and build it out so that it best meets their needs versus leasing something that doesn't really meet their needs. And also, Brad, uh, oftentimes uh, hard to get landlords to invest money into somebody's building for a tenant. Yeah, it's more old school. But in the city, many, many years ago, the old timers who I knew a few of them had a big uh, grocery store or they had a big pizza place plus restaurant and they lived on the second floor. It might have been a one and a half story building and most of it was commercial, but they, they lived upstairs. And, and we still see quite a bit of that. Um, we do a fair number of deals where the in, where the buyer actually lives in the upstairs unit. Um, that unit space that they live in just can't count to that 50% commercial threshold. Sure. Um, that owner-occupied threshold. But so long as the business meets it, they're, they're totally welcome to live in an upstairs apartment. And for some people, it's super convenient because they can manage their business much easier. And also, too, I've been seeing along I-55 in the southwest suburbs, whether it's Bolingbrook, whether it's Elwood, Illinois, around 50, I-55, there's a lot, and 355, there's a lot of new million-square-foot million large concrete uh, commercial pl- spaces where trucking can come in. And these, the, the people who are owning this, they are putting residents inside, and they're able to custom build it because it's new construction. Correct. Yeah, you don't tend to see a ton of million square foot owner occupied buildings. A lot of times those are being leased by large corporations who don't want to invest the money into real estate. Sure. But, you know, there are definitely a lot of industrial buildings from, you know, 2,500 square feet all the way up to, you know, 50, 60, 100,000 square feet that oftentimes are owner occupied by business. And like I said, it's a great way to control your space, control your costs. And, you know, really have space that meets your needs long term. I mean, if if you're a restaurant. Yeah, Brad, um, this um, is a lot of great information. We have a lot of commercial and uh, industrial people listening to the show, owners. How could somebody get a hold of you for more of your great details? Yeah, of course. Uh, Phone number 630-988-4852 or email brad at commerciallendingx, that's x is an x-ray.com. Yeah, or get out to the website, realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. You can uh, vet uh, Brad Hedick. He's the president of Commercial Lending X. Find out all about him on the Real Estate Revealed website. Hey, we're coming up to a quick break, but you don't want to miss this next segment. The top reasons why you should do an annual mortgage checkup, and this is good for January, especially starting the new year. Yeah, we've got Pat Canone from Loan Depot. We'll be right back. Listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. And it's always so good to be with you every Sunday morning. Good morning, America. You are listening to the Real Estate Revealed radio show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. And Happy New Year, everybody. Wow, we made it through another year. I thought 2021 was the most difficult. We were all in hibernation, afraid of everything. 2021 was better than 2020 and we start getting out. And even though there's some more scares with uh, what's going on, we're making progress, everybody. And I'm really hoping for a very happy, prosperous 2022 now. And so uh, we got the 2020 behind us. We got the 2021 behind us. 
And we've got Pat Canone in studio, the premier mortgage loan consultant from Loan Depot. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Randy, Brad, and Happy New Year to everyone. So uh, I thought, what better way to uh, start the new year but to give four compelling reasons to do an annual mortgage checkup or review. Um, You know, most individuals get an annual physical. Uh, Many of us uh, see our dentist once or twice a year. Those of us especially that uh, uh, do a lot of driving uh, regularly maintain our automobiles, uh, you know, regular oil change every three to 5,000 miles. So shouldn't you also check in on your mortgage annually as well? No. I've got the mortgage. I closed. I'm making monthly payments. I have auto deduction from my mortgage company. They take it out of my checking account. What else do I have to do? Well, many things may have changed since you took out that mortgage initially, Randy. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So what better time to get a grip on your finances uh, than the new year? Uh, you know, I know I sound like a broken record, but home ownership continues to be a key component to building wealth for Americans through equity buildup um, uh, and through the payments that you make to build that equity. Pat, I'm, do, I'm doing some refinance appraisals this past summer, past year actually, and the last time they refinanced the home or bought was seven years ago when the rates were seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And they're I, just finding out now that the rates are in the threes. Yeah. You, you know, we, we in the industry think that everyone's on the pulse of what's happening, but nope. many individuals are not right. They're going on with their lives. You know, um, you know, like your health, uh, checking your mortgage periodically is worth considering to determine if it's still in good shape, just as Randy indicated. Now, there could be lots of changes that have happened in your life since you took out that mortgage to fulfill that home ownership dream. But after several years of making your monthly mortgage payment, you may want to reap the rewards of being a homeowner. Property values have went up a lot in the last three years in most locations. In most locations, uh, Chicago area in particular, we have seen a tremendous amount of equity growth. Um, and many individuals, or I should say probably a good majority of individuals, now have much ta- untapped potential with the equity that they have in their property. Pat, I know a lot of people that don't have 20% down or 10 or 15. They bought their house with 3.5% down or 5% down, and they had to pay PMI. So you've got to check on this every year because guess what, everybody? Your house went up in value probably in the last three years. And Pat could do a refinance, get rid of the PMI, and Ab- lower your payment. Absolutely, and or reduce the term of your, morg- uh, your mortgage term. So, you know, it, it's very important to do this on a regular basis, uh, you know, there may have been uh, significant changes in your lives. You may have had a baby. Uh, You may be at the other end of the spectrum where you're sending a child to college. Uh, Maybe you, the entrepreneurship bug has hit you, especially with everything that's been happening with COVID. Maybe you got a divorce. Maybe you've gotten a divorce. So these significant changes could also mean additional expenses that you may have to uh, incur. So in the form of equity, your home may provide you with the funds you need to provide for some of these expenses. It is possible to turn your home equity into cash and use it for whatever you want. So running a mortgage check on a regular basis may help you determine if you can tap your home's equity to cover these upcoming expenses. Another key area that many figure, many individuals fail to consider is planning for retirement. So now, if you take a look at your mortgage, and as Randy indicated, there are still individuals out there with 6 to 8% mortgage rates, and we are able to cut your rate in half or more, you might be able to take that extra savings that, you're accum- that you've accumulated on a monthly basis and turn that into A, a uh, an investment account, B, reduce or uh, eliminate some of your other debt that you may have accumulated, or C, use it as an emergency fund. Pat, I've spoken to somebody directly this past year. 
and they do have 6% on the mortgage, but they said, Randy, I've only got four years or five years left on the mortgage. I'm not going to mess with the refi. Well, that's, you know, the beauty is, Randy, that we have terms at five years as well. So it does pay to consider. You might not think that it uh, makes much of a difference, but boy, oh boy, if yes. you go from <laughs> 6 7% down into the twos when you're looking at yes. five to 10-year loans, boy, that makes a huge impact. And Randy alluded to this earlier as well. Many first-time homebuyers get started with only 3 3 5% down. With the boom in the real estate market over the past couple of years, even if you purchased two, three years ago, now's the time to take a look and see if it's possible to remove PMI. PMI, private mortgage insurance or MI, mortgage insurance as the industry calls it, is not only a strain on your finances, but also it's not money that's going towards the equity or principal of your home loan. So there is, it definitely does pay to take a look and see if your home's um, value has increased enough to eliminate PMI. Um, another uh, factor that uh, many of us in the COVID era have seen more and more, and Randy, I know that you've been doing a lot of refinances um, out there, is uh, you might want to plan for an upgrade to your home. So rather than moving to a bigger home because of the limited inventory that we've been sharing with you uh, over the past 12 months, you even though your family is growing, you may want to stay where stay pl- in place and actually make renovations to your home. So at Loan Depot, we provide renovation financing if you don't have the equity that's already been built up, or uh, you can take advantage of the equity that you have in your home and just do a cash-out refi. A mortgage check lets you find out if you can... Um, if you are able to take advantage of these uh, particular loan products and without selling your current home. I've got a question. Just text it to me. How much is it for a mortgage? Uh, what do you call it? A mortgage uh, checkup. Mortgage checkup. How much is it? It costs you absolutely nothing. All it costs you it. is five minutes of your time, a copy of your mortgage statement, and you know we have a conversation. And as I tell everyone, we only move forward if it all makes sense. If it doesn't make economic sense to do so, we stop right there and but and we you know we take notes and we make sure that we reevaluate things in six months or, or another year just to make sure that you're on task to achieve your goals now the other beauty of doing a mortgage check is it gives you a better uh, idea on how to manage your debt now there are ways that you can use your mortgage to pay off higher interest debts consolidate them all in one and now you have one easy to make monthly payment you know i i had a couple recently in their 40s and life happens, and they accumulated about thirty, forty thousand dollars in consumer debt through credit cards and other uh, installment debt. Not only were we able to reduce the term for this couple, uh, they went from thirty year to twenty year, but we paid off all of that debt, and they were still saving two hundred dollars a month over and above getting the cash out refi to pay off their debt. So, it, with what's happened with equity. And the and where interest rates are today, it behooves you to take a look and see if it makes sense to do a cash out refi to consolidate debt. And Randy, um, you know, I know earlier you had mentioned um, uh, individuals that might only have five, seven, ten years to pay off the mortgage. You know, we first off, congratulations. Um, that's the goal for many of us to uh, be mortgage free, debt free. But if you if your mortgage is anywhere above four percent. Boy, oh boy, does it make sense to take a look at a five, 10 year term to see if, if refinancing can save you that money. So basically to recap, you know, it makes sense to take a look at your financial situation. Um, 
de- sit down with a professional like myself to determine if refinancing makes sense or if it's just you have a great loan and you stay, stay pat for another year. Um, so you can always reach out to me um, at 630-965-8138. That's 630-965-8138 or patcanone.com. That's C-A-N-N-O-N-E. And as, as Randy always says, my phone is with me this weekend. So feel free to reach out to me, text me, call me. You know, I want to be able to be uh, your trusted financial advisor. Pat Canone, great information. <clears throat> yeah, like we're saying, it really makes sense to yearly <clears throat> get your mortgage checkup. I know I started yearly with my insurance, all of my insurances, because things change with the house or the the you know the growth of your uh, portfolio, but you can't just buy something or get a mortgage and buy an insurance policy and then okay see you later because things in life change and like Pat says it's so inexpensive now and rates are so low. Wow! Hey, have you been out to the website realestatereveal.com? r e v e a l e d dot com? There's a lot of great information and biography and testimonies of all the co-hosts on the show. When we come back. We're coming to a quick break now. But how to get ready for the appraisal of your home. I'm going to let you know that. I'll share with you my checklist. Back to the show. Sure to answer your questions about the real estate market. Real Estate Revealed. With Randy Bursella. Ain't nobody leaving here. We're just starting the new year. Welcome back to Real Estate Revealed. And good morning and happy New Year's Eve, America. Not New Year's Eve, New Year's New Year's. This past weekend, I'm all confused. We had the New Year's Day and then New Year's Eve, and it's still Sunday now, but a little bit. You know what? The holidays, back to back. Everybody's schedule, I think, is thrown off. We had Christmas Eve, then Christmas, then like just a week later, New Year's Eve, and wow, but we all made it. And like I said uh, earlier in the last segment, we made it through 2020. That was scary. 2021 was better. I think 2022 is going to be even better. And we made it through a lot. Uh, So, um, hey, thank you all. I got to thank you all again, everybody in the audience, so much for making us your Sunday habit, because without you... We are not here week after month after year, and I think now it's our 15th year we're starting. Amazing, and thank you, audience, for all your support over the years. Okay, here's a question I've been asked all the time. How do you get ready for the appraisal of your house? You have a real estate agent who tells you how to get ready for the sale of your house, but whether you're doing a refinance or a purchase or you're a realtor and you listed a house and I'm going to call you to, to go to do the appraisal of your listing. Um, I got a checklist here that's really simple, and it's going to make the appraisal process go faster. I'll get the appraisal into the mortgage company quicker. You're going to get to closing quicker. Okay, number one here on my list is if you have a copy of your Plata survey, that Plata survey is a legal-sized piece of paper, black and white. It's at the end of your closing papers. It's got the lot size, the outside dimensions of your home, and it's got the legal description. Um, have that out for me. And if you just bought it new construction, Boy, I know you've got the Plata survey and you've got um, the title and you've got um, blueprints possibly to the house. You see, on the pr- first page of the appraisal, I have to put the lot size and I have to put the dimensions of the house. And this is all on your survey. So if you have a copy of the Plata survey, 
just have it out. And if you want to make a copy for me, that's great. Also, too, you've got tax PIN numbers, property identification numbers. Um, and a lot of times your house sits on two lots, so you have two tax numbers and two tax amounts. I know if you're in a condo in Chicago or a lot of places, you have a tax PIN number for your unit, and then you bought a garage, so you have another tax PIN number for that. So copy the plat of survey. What's your tax property identification number? And um, make a list of all the extras that you did to your home over the typical houses in the area. Let's say you bought a new construction in a subdivision and your house has nine foot ceilings, not seven or eight. Or maybe you have an expanded bumped out kitchen. Maybe you have a third car garage instead of two cars. Uh, maybe you just finished the basement realty uh, recently. Yeah, make a list of all the improvements you did to the house so I can add it to the appraisal. And I've had some people over the years say, hey, Randy, don't tell anybody. I, I'm not going to give you this information that I remodeled and finished my basement. No, um, I don't report this to the county. None of the counties are going to know about this. But it's going to help increase the value of your home. So tell me what you did to the house. I can notice a lot of things, but it, it helps out a lot. Um, list of improvements and additions and remodeling. Yeah, we just covered that. Um, also, if you're in a condo or townhome association, uh, what's the association name? And what's your monthly association fees per month? Um, and then on those condo appraisals on the first page, there's two questions I need from you, the homeowner. And you probably know this, but if you don't, your management company knows this. How many total units are in the condo complex? And second question is, if any, how many are rented? A lot of the high rises in Chicago, maybe there's 160 units and 35% are rented. Whatever it is. Um, and in the suburbs, you have the 12-unit apartment buildings or six-unit uh, uh, condo buildings. Um, there might be no renters. A lot of planned developments, they don't allow renters at all. But have the total number of units for me, and if any, how many are rented. And I've had some people say, oh, my God, especially on the refinances. Hey, Randy, wait a couple days. We have to get ready. My house is a mess. We just got done with the holidays. It's totally a mess. We got a clean house. No, don't worry about it. Uh, I appraise your house as if it's vacant anyway, so just have all the clutter gone around the hallways or through the different rooms so I can get to the rooms, but don't go through any major cleaning of your house. Um, you know what? I, here's another one, too. I get to the house, and they said, hey, Randy, I just spent $18,000 on the top appliances ever made. <clears throat> Guess what? They don't lend. The mortgages do not lend money on personal property items, so even if you spent Fifteen, twenty thousand on appliances. They cannot go into the appraisal of the home because that's considered personal property. Yeah, and you know what? Um, <clears throat> the last ten years, maybe twelve years, the appraiser has to go into all the rooms and take pictures of all the rooms. Nobody's going to see these pictures except you, me, the loan officer, maybe the underwriter. It's going to go so quickly, but they have to have it. So um, have all the rooms <clears throat> available for me to get into because I have to take pictures of all the rooms, bedrooms, bathrooms, basement and then the front and back of the house. But like I said, don't worry about a thing. Nobody's going to see these photos, but we have to do it anyways. Also, if you have pets, perhaps put them in the backyard, take them for a walk. Um, and you know what? I don't want to rush this at all because I've got a personal story to tell you on this, but we're coming up to a quick break. I'm going to finish my checklist on things you should do to get ready for the appraisal of your home. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. You're listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. We'll be right back. My love, take my breath. 
Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. And it's not unusual for us to have fun with our audience and fun with the show every week. Happy 2022, America. Wow. How, I hope your New Year's Eve was good, your New Year's Day was good, and we're, we're back to normal. I mean, we're back to full swing with the show for 2022 again, and I want to thank you all again so much for making us your Sunday habit, because without you, we are not here week after month after year. And you know, that's how the show was founded, to bring the audience valuable content and information to make your life stress-free or less stressful, going through the real estate mortgage market. Um, and so, wow, just thank you all so much. And uh just to finish up for my last segment, yeah, um, I was going over the top things you need to do to make to get ready for the appraisal of your home. And just to recap, um, if, whether you're doing a refinance or you're a realtor and I'm going to come out there and do your listing or you're a homeowner, have a copy of your Platis survey or Platis survey and blueprints. Just let me look at them. What's your tax PIN numbers? Maybe you just have one. Maybe there's two. A list of all the extras you've done to the home, a list of improvements or additions or remodeling you've done. That's good information for me. And don't worry, that's never shared with the county or the tax. Uh, IRS, no. Um, and if you have a condo association or townhome association name, what is it? What's the phone number? And if you have a condo building, how many total units are in your complex? And if any, how many are rented? Your uh, association will know that or your management company. Um I know you spent a lot of money on appliances, but they're not included in the value because that's considered personal property. And the appraiser needs access to all the rooms. We're going to take pictures of your bedrooms, your bathrooms, living room, dining room, kitchen. But don't worry. Nobody sees these photos. They're held, you know, I'm not allowed to share these with anybody. It's private information to the lender. Uh, But we just have to take them. No big deal. And here's one. If you have pets in your house, dogs, for instance, have them go for a walk. Um... Put them in a cage, let them in the backyard. You see, you have an appraiser coming in with a camera, a pen, a clipboard, masks. Um, And sometimes the stranger in the house with this type of uh, things on him, and and I know your dog's friendly. They just want to sniff you and they'll be fine, but I really suggest putting them out in the backyard. You don't know what's going to happen. I've been doing this for 34 years, and just two weeks ago I got bit by a dog in a house. And, you know. The same thing. You don't worry. They're friendly. Let them sniff you. They sniffed and then bit my hand. So you just want to be careful uh, with all your pets. And um, also, too, um, if it's a sale of your home and if you're a listing agent, I suggest the realtors give me as many comparable sales or listings as you have. I know some realtors came up to me and they said, hey, Randy, we're not supposed to talk to the appraisers. And I, that's all urban myth. It's all BS. The realtor can give the appraiser as many comps, sales, and listings as possible because guess what? You, the listing agent, you know the neighborhood better than me, the appraiser, or any appraiser. You're not pushing me to value. I'm, I'm smart enough to look at them, and maybe you have some comparables that I don't see in the MLS. Maybe they're for sale you know, by owners that I don't have. So, yeah, show up. Uh, if, if you're a listing agent, give as much information as you can to the uh, appraiser. And if you need any part of our checklist for today for the show, yeah, call me, 708-870-9400. Text or call 708-870-9400. Or just email me. And for anybody on our show today or the past shows, if you want any of the transcripts or you want any of the checklists, I'll mail them to you. And I'm also going to mail you Bonefish Grill gift cards. 
Uh, we've been doing this for eight years now. It's about, I don't know, maybe $13, $14 for Bang Bang Shrimp, the biggest appetizer at Bonefish Grill in Orland Park. We've been giving these away by the thousands each year. And all you need to say is, hey, Randy, I want your checklist, and I'll be certainly to get that out to the um, uh, mail to you. And also, too, I've got this really cool list that I saw this morning um, about how people and sellers and homeowners choose their real estate agent. It's really cool. And there's a list of uh, reasons here, and you'll, you'll be blown away as to what the top reasons are. Uh, do you consider the reputation of an agent? Or do you consider the agent is honest and trustworthy? Do you consider that agent is friend of a family member? Do you consider picking that realtor because they have knowledge of the neighborhood? Or do you choose them because of commission? Or because they seem accessible to technology like a smartphone or tablet? Or the agent is a good listener? Or the agent's association with a particular firm name of a real estate company this will blow you away nobody cares about what real estate company you're with one percent you believe that the agent is caring and a good listener two percent agent seems accessible two percent the what the commission is being charged three percent the number one reason why people choose a real estate broker is the reputation of an agent 31 percent of all sellers choose you because of your reputation Number two, you're honest and trustworthy. Is that amazing? Uh, but we've been talking about this for years on the show. All of the real estate agents and real estate brokers and realtors that we have on our radio show website that are part of our show, they always stress relationships. That's why everybody on my show is so good at what they do and they're so successful at what they do because they don't try to push or sell you anything. The realtors that are part of my show, they love building relationships with you and getting done what you want to have done. It's just amazing statistics. And I'll post this on the website, realestaterevealed.com. Hey, have you been out to the uh, website, realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com? I've got photo gallery of everybody in the studio for the past couple of years. We have biographies, testimonies, phone numbers, and emails of everybody on your show. It's amazing. And if you want videos of everybody from the show today, every week we have them on Facebook Live. So if you go to Facebook, Real Estate Revealed on Facebook. I have videos of everybody in the studio over the last year. Hey, we're coming up to another quick break here. I can't believe we're coming uh, to the end of the hour. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and we'll be right back. And State Revealed with your host, Randy Barcella. Welcome back, America, to Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Happy 2022, everybody. Hope you had a great Friday, Saturday. Um, just amazing. I, I we, we made it through the most difficult 2020. We made it through 2021. And I think 2022 now is going to be fantastic. I agree. Uh, at least we're moving forward. Absolutely. In a lot of ways, we're moving forward. And if, if you missed any part of the, today's show, tomorrow, Monday afternoon, the podcast will be on there. You can listen. Actually, you can listen to any of the past two years of shows. Get onto the website, realestaterevealed.com, and click on listen to past shows. And at the beginning of today's show, we had Brad Heddock. He is the president and owner 
of Commercial Lending X talking about some owner-occupied commercial and industrial property. You need to get out to him and reach out if you missed any of that. He'll, he'll send you some great information. And then right after that was Pat Canone, and he's the premier mortgage loan consultant with the Loan Depot, and he was talking about mortgage checkups. Absolutely. So, again, just to recap, four key reasons to do an annual mortgage checkup or review. You can reach out to me, but some of the key reasons are you need to prepare for a significant change in your life, having a baby, sending a child to college, um, unfortunately a divorce or a wedding on a more positive note, or you want to improve your savings, uh, take a bit of that equity and put it into savings, upgrade or uh, improve your home through a renovation or renovation loan, um, or also possibly better manage your debt. Uh, Take a look at your current debt load, see if a consolidation loan makes sense through refinancing. And finally, as a bonus, eliminate your mortgage. Many of us are looking towards the day of having no mortgage payment, and we have tools and ways to put you into a mortgage uh, loan product that will get you to your goal faster. And how can somebody get a hold of you, Pat Canone? Absolutely. Uh, My phone's with me today, 630-965-8138. That's 630-965-8138. The Real Estate Revealed um, program um, website is also another key area that you can get a hold of me or on my website at patcanone.com. That's C-A-N-N-O-N-E. And also, too, like I was saying about the show, we're here now 15 years, and this is because we bring valuable content and information to you, the audience, and keep on requesting what you want us to bring on the show on future weeks here in 2022. We're going to research that for you, get the answers for you, and bring it right back so there's almost no stress in your life going through the real estate market and mortgage market. Hey, I want to thank other co-hosts who are part of the show, but they're not here today, but they will be here next week. Yeah, Sandra Wright, realtor from Chicago Properties. Vincent Arricchio, the premier commercial and residential attorney. Paula Avenham, realtor from Caldwell Banker, Highland Park. Mark McKenna, realtor from Baird & Warner. Lena Mataria, realtor from Keller Williams Preferred in Orland Park. And of course, all the time, we have the premier producer here at AM560, Joshua Buckhalter. Thank you so much for a, a great year, and we're going forward uh, with another better year. And if you see me on uh, Facebook, um, you always know I post a lot of inspirational quotes each week, and I always love to finish the show with that. And here's a couple for you. Um, you had a challenging year, right? We all did. Maybe two years. Nothing is permanent. Don't stress yourself too much because no matter how bad the situation, it too will change. You see, your setback in life was simply a setup for favors to come, and I know 2022 is going to be your year. And you know what? Here's a good one. If you don't leave your past in the past, it will destroy your future. Live for what today has to offer, everybody, not for what yesterday has taken away. And you know what? Appreciate where you are in your journey. Even if it's not where you want to be, every season serves its purpose. And so, um, and you know what? Here's another good one. And I say this even during the holiday season, too. Do you know what the greatest distance between two people are? Yeah, the greatest distance between two people are misunderstanding. So pick up the phone, everybody. You haven't talked to your mom or dad or best friend or somebody in years. Pick up the phone. Life is too short. So be well. Make it a great week. I can't wait to see you here next Sunday morning on AM560, the Real Estate Revealed radio show. So be good to yourself. Be good to others. And tell somebody each day that you love them. 